Blog Talk Radio. the Queen of Expression, and I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of West Africa. Yay! <laughs> so, hi, Talk Bugs. You know, wherever you're listening from around the world, don't forget that this is the hub. It is the home for real, authentic conversations like you've never heard before. And of course, you know, we say that expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. So yes, we do not, you know, we don't apologize. You know, we don't apologize for our experiences. We don't apologize for how we feel. We don't apologize for the lessons we've learned. We do not apologize, you know, for what we think. Here we encourage conversations, real, transparent, honest conversations. And, you know, um, basically want to give you the freedom to able you know to be able to live life you know at the highest level of your authentic best. So welcome, you know wherever you're listening from. Don't forget that this is an interactive conversation. If you're listening, don't forget you can share the show. Um, make sure to use hashtag the Naked Talk so we know that you're joining us. Of course, you know the number to dial is right there on your screen. And I'm so excited to you know talk to my very special guest. Who, by the way, oh my God, he's one of my. Uh, Oh, God, one of my closest, you know, my amazing friends. And uh, I'm just happy to bring him back, actually, on the show. It's been a while since he's been here, and I'm looking forward to talking to him. But just before we have to, you know, just before we get on to today's show, the last time we were here, we had the amazing conversation. Um, you know, we had a roundtable conversation, right? And it was really about, you know, how to shine, right? Giving you the audacity to shine. And I had here with me... Uh, the Shine Strategist herself, who joined me live all the way from the UK, from London in the UK, uh, Clara Rufai, um, who is as well the founder of the Shine Philosophy and the Shine Zone. And of course, I had with me Corey Hicks, um, Coach Corey, probably known as Coach Corey. He was here as well to join the conversation. And Bernice Johnson, who is also known as the Boldness Coach. And Uchenna Ilo, you know, his personal transformation um, thought leader. And I mean, all four of them were part of the just uh, ended, uh, what's it called, Leap and Shine Conference, which I was also a speaker. And so it was nice for us to just get together in a roundtable conversation and talk about what it really means to shine and, you know, share our shine stories and, and how we give, our, give or gave ourselves the audacity to shine. And it was a pretty interesting conversation. You know, they just them sharing their journey and sharing what it means and how they were able to get to that place where they are now pretty much, you know, you know shining the spotlight on their brilliance and, you know, sharing their messages and becoming, just as Venice Johnson said. And if you missed that conversation, like every other conversation on the show, don't forget that all our live episodes, we are all archived, you know, 24-7. You can catch them right here on the radio channel, Block Talk Radio. Or you can just go just go to our official website, you know, www.thenakedtalk.live, live, because we're live, and click on podcast, and you can listen back to, you know, our recorded episodes. And, or you can just check the library for our archives, and you can listen back all the way to even the first episode if you want. And, you know, like always on the show, it's, 
amazing to be able to have real authentic conversations with influencers from around the world, people who are changing the world and impacting lives and basically, you know, touching lives and helping people to take action one step after another from their own corners, you know, whatever it is, we're all influences, yes, because, you know, somebody somewhere is looking up to us, right, somebody somewhere is, you know, feeling, is being motivated or feeling impacted by our actions, whether negative or positive, so if we all realize that, you know, we do have the power to change lives and, and to give people direction and guidance, that our actions are uh, an example of what it really means to, you know, to to be, to leave, you know, the life that you want, then, you know, we can, you know, we're a bit more careful and we're a bit more, uh, we realize that we have a voice, right? So um, if you missed that show, don't forget that you can catch the roundtable conversation with the amazing speakers from the Leap and Shine Conference, as well as all the other shows that we've had. You know, I also was able to talk to, I think right before that show, the week before that, you know, I had a great conversation with Eunice Atweji Day who is uh, a presidential candidate running for the upcoming elections here in Nigeria. So it's great to have her come here. We, I think we talked about what it takes to lead. Again, she shared her story of, you know, what, you know, what leadership looks like and why she decided to run for the presidency. And she's running as the youngest um, candidate, first of all, youngest woman to run in the country, as well as, you know, the youngest candidate and running on their, you know, fresh party. Right, which she is the chairperson of the National Interest Party. So it's great to be able to bring people from different works of life, from different parts of the world, who are just doing great things and wanting to, you know, just change, change their environment and change their community and change lives. So yes, um, the Naked Talk is syndicated all over your internet radio. So if you have no reason whatsoever to miss our conversations. You can catch the Naked Talk. We're on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us on Radio Public. We're also syndicated on podcasts. Um, PDL, we are on Port Africa in Uganda. We are also on Castbox F, oh, Cast, Castbox FM. We're on uh, uh, what's it called? We're everywhere. God, I can't even keep up. We're on Acast. We're on. Uh, you can catch us on Feature Radio. We are on TuneIn Radio. You can listen to us on. I think right now we're even on what's it called? Orange FM. Orange Radio. <laughs> can you believe this? This is so much. And yes, you can catch us in your car dashboards on AHA Radio. So um, yes, just add us to your car dashboard. Whatever you know, you can find out the list, or just go to the official website and check out all our channels and see which one of your favorite, which one of your favorite apps you have on your phone, right, or on your device, or whichever device, or in your car, and you can catch the Naked Talk. So today we're going to be talking about what's your excuse with guest Maxwell. Ivy Jr. Now, most people are too scared to do much about their goals or even follow up on their dreams. Now, they come up with all sorts of excuses. You know, I don't have money. Oh, I don't have the time. Oh, you know, I don't know what to do. There's always, you know, we all have those excuses. But today's guest is the famous blind blogger who runs his own website and inspires people with his willingness to take on new challenges and opportunities without letting his blindness be an excuse. Now, his latest book is about his crazy solo trip to New York City as one of the winners of the 2016 Amtrak Writers in Residence Award. He also serves as an online media rock star and now coaches on how to use online media to share your story, reach wider audiences, and build your platform. And I'm so excited to have, you know, my very special and amazing friend, Maxwell Ivy Jr., who's joining me live all the way from Texas, USA. Um, you know, as we really, you know, strip down, you know, strip down all of your excuses because we all have a bunch of excuses, and I can't wait for us to just have a really great, amazing conversation. Hi, Maxwell. Hi. Um, Hi, Maxwell. Are you, are you hearing me? Hello. Okay. Hello. I hear you now. Do you? I hear you now. Do you hear me? Yeah, I'm hearing you just fine. Yeah, hi, Matt. Um, okay, hi. great. Hi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was set up on the on the blog talk platform and listening to their lovely mm-hmm. whole music, mm-hmm. and then it, it gave me this screeching noise mm-hmm. and said, your call has been disconnected. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I decided to call in on the regular phone number. Uh, me and Alice, we've been trying to do this for, what, a, a year or more now, but we keep having technical issues. <laughs> but today we're just going to get – today we're just going to do it, right, Alex? 
Yes, we're going to do it. We're praying to, you know, I've been praying to the God of technology, and I'm like, you know what, it doesn't matter whether rain or sunshine or whatever it is. I have to have my buddy on today. We get it. You know, we have to have this conversation. And, Max, this has been overdue. The last time you were here on the show was like three years ago. It's so funny how time flies, right? You were here like in 2015, I think, on the show. You, You were here twice. Yes, and we had that, you know, we had the roundtable conversation, our anniversary show. But you know what? So much has happened since the last time you were here on the show. So much has happened, right? I remember the first time you were here, we talked about your first book, (laughs) right? And um, just a lot has happened. But, you know, before we get into just, you know, today's conversation, for the sake of those who are listening, because believe me, I've been getting a lot of messages, Max, and people are like, oh, God, I have to listen to him. You know, I have to listen to this. So let's just say there are a bunch (laughs) of people who probably are – just, you know, trying to get to know who this blind blogger, you know, the Maxwell Ivy Jr. Alex is always talking about, right? And, um, you know, just just for the sake of those who are listening for the first time or who are just, you know, coming across to you, how would, you know, let's get a little naked, you know, for a minute. So, um, how would would Max, you know, how would Max describe, because Max, I can say so much about you. That's the truth. I have a lot to say that isn't in your bio. Or isn't in, you know, and your friends, those who know <laughs> yeah, you and, and have worked with you. Yeah, that's a little scary, actually, that you know things about me that aren't in my bio. I'm not exactly sure that's a good thing. <laughs> no, that's uh, a good thing, Max. What I'm just saying is that that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. What I'm saying is that, there, you know, there's so much or there's so little that we can put into a profile, right? That our yeah. profile doesn't necessarily tell. Like those who've had firsthand experience to work with us, right, or to ride with us or to get to know us. So yeah. I'm sure that your clients, people who interact with you, who get to speak with you every day and, and connect with you, have so much more to say than even, you know, the standard bio or profile will say about you. But here's the thing. You have, a, you know, a chance to basically tell us right from your own because again we can see you and we have something to say about you but you probably see yourself differently or maybe the same way but i'm just curious to to find out you know how would max describe himself okay um first off i have to tell people that um the description i have of myself today is not the description i had of myself five years ago or ten years ago and a lot of it is due to the fact that I have amazing, crazy friends in my life, including you and Adrian and Lorraine and a bunch of others, who have, over the years, have explained to me just exactly uh, how inspiring my story is and how important it is that I continue to sh- to uh, to show up and do the work and share my experiences. So the person I am today, I think the one thing that's and, – and every time I say this, Mara gets mad at me. I'm not smart enough to be scared. I think that's the one, if you're going to look for one line about the, me, the blind blogger, it's like I don't really realize all this stuff that I'm doing is supposed to be scary at the time I'm doing it. Now, later on, I, might re- I may realize that, hey, Max, you shouldn't have done that. Um, that was more than more, That was more risk or more adventure than you should have taken on at this particular moment in time. And sometimes, Every once in a while, I get home, and I'm like, yeah, Max, that was stupid. But for the most part, I I just don't really see a lot of the stuff that I'm doing as being all that big of a deal. And I really am just not smart enough a lot of the time to be scared. And and I've I've, I've really been – I've thought about that, and and I think what I've come to the conclusion on that is a lot of people just overthink stuff. They get too far into their mind Mm -hmm. and not enough into their heart. And so I'm a guy who um, I grew up in a car- family of carnival owners. All I ever wanted to do was be part of the business. I did that for a while. When my dad died, I had to find something else to do. And I started a website where people sell amusement equipment. And from uh-huh. that, from the time I filed for the domain name to figuring out how to create a website while blind to videos, social media, setting fees, recruiting clients, all the stuff that goes into having a business, I realized, you know, Max, there's a lot more to you than you ever thought there was before. And every time I do something, I get a little more confidence. I find another thing that I'm good at doing, or I connect with another person who's good at doing it for me. 
And so, you know, now I sing. I've written three books. I, I won that Amtrak Writers in Residence, which is a prestigious writing award that they give to 24 people mm-hmm. a year out of thousands that apply for it. Um, and just recently I spoke at uh, WordCamp New York City, which – uh, and I actually had to turn down an opportunity to speak for Ted's in Wilmington, Delaware, because I was homesick. So uh, I continue to – people continue to present me with new opportunities, and there's very little I won't do. I'm not a bungee jumper, a skydiver, or a white water rafter, so don't anybody <laughs> ask me to do those because I ain't a gunner. But, you know, if you want somebody to sing on the Grand Ole Opry or you want somebody to, to go try, to try to interview – uh, you know, try to interview the president of the United States. Uh, if you want somebody to do something, uh, you know, that's let's call it indoors scary, then I'm your guy. Hmm? You know what, Max? You know, you say, I, I think that it's, you know, listening to you describe how you. You know what the, what courage for you looks like on the inside, which is like you really not just being aware. Like you know, you say you're you you describe it as not being smart enough. I think that a lot of people would wish they didn't have all that. You know, like I would love to be that dumb. You know, just so I don't have to feel, <laughs> you know, fear or any of those things. And I I'm I'm sure that the listeners people that listen to are like, oh really? I would love to be that dumb. Like I really would not want to. You know, you, you and it's it's weird because I've always said this that you're one of the most courageous people that I know. And I don't say to flatter you. I don't just say because I just want to say. But it's so true because every day I get to meet people interact with people, hear people share their dreams and the ambition, and once the things that you do today, that you and I do today, and they've been planning to do it for years, right? And they don't have the courage, they don't have the courage to, and you ask yourself, what is holding them back? You know, so for example, the last time I spoke with you, you were the author of one book. And this is just like, what, three years ago? <laughs> you know, it'd be three years in December. <laughs> and here I'm talking to you in that space. You're the author of three books already. You don't have a podcast. You're traveling around, you know, speaking, doing amazing things, you know, getting new followers, having new clients, helping people provide visibility. I'm just saying that, you know, look at how much has happened in the space of that. And while yeah. you think, you know, maybe when you're – you take up those challenges, you probably think you're not smart, right, to realize how much. Um, I really still feel like, you know, there are things that could hold you back, right? And I know that some people who are listening right now are thinking, okay, how the hell in the world does a blind man write a blog and write three books, <laughs> right, and do all yeah, these things? Yeah, and, so, yeah, and you know, and you know, you you mentioned that I've 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 changed a lot since you first had me on your show, and in the three years since we last talked. You know what? Did you notice what I didn't do just now? When you told me that I'm still one of the most courageous people that you know, did I disagree with you? No. <laughs> How many times have you said this to me before? Wow. And I have basically I've basically said there's you know no way because. Here's what here's the, re- no here's the reason and here's yeah. the reason behind you know I didn't I didn't disagree with you I agree with you um but it's because and and I want to go into this because a lot of people are, a lot of people will have this problem the reason I didn't used to see myself as courageous was because there are other people who are visually impaired or have other types of disabilities who are climbing mountains and mm-hmm. sailing around the world solo and doing mm-hmm. outdoor scary stuff that isn't my thing. And I, in the back of my mind, was comparing myself to some of those people. So when you would say courageous, I would go, uh, "That doesn't really, that doesn't really seem fair that you would call me courageous." But you know, now I, mm-hmm. I get it. You know, I, and and uh, mm-hmm. and I love it that you get me. You know, that you, you uh, understand this whole thing about about being dumb or being stupid and having that give you a sort of freedom. <laughs> right. You know, and it's kind of like the, you know, wouldn't we all want that kind of like innocence, right? Or that childlike kind of, okay, I don't know, I'm putting my hands in, you know, into fire, but I'm going to put my hands anywhere and learn the lessons the hard way. But I think it's the same way for business, you know, for business, you know, for new entrepreneurs, right? Like if we all knew 
that we would fail, right? Or if we all yeah. focus too much on things not working out the way that we intend for it to, then we'll never do anything. We'll never take any step. We'll never, you know, none of the, any of, you know, even with so much that has happened, none of it is perfect. You know, the growth is, you know, and just like success is success. Really, I keep telling people that success is not a destination. It is a journey, right? It's a process. Yes. So we're going to be yeah. good today, tomorrow. We're going to fall down. We're going to fail today. You know, we're going to learn something from it. You know, learn the lesson, apply the lesson, maybe keep some max, right? Sometimes, again, it's not going to work. Yeah. But it's all part of the process. It's a journey. It's not like, oh, we're getting somewhere and that's it. Oh, I'm successful now. Because it is a yeah. lifelong forever journey. So, um, yeah. you know, just talking to you about, you know, let, let's get into um, just all the things that have happened, you know, since, you know, the last time that um, you were here. Like I said, you now have your podcast, <laughs> um, you're speaking, you're traveling, you have just two books. The last time, you know, we were supposed to, I remember there was a book, uh, it's not the Pits the Back, if I'm correct. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's not the cookie, it's the bag, which you uh, then, generously posted an excerpt to you on the, on the website, uh, alexaporgy.me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I was, uh, yeah, that was the book. So let's see, if we go back uh, two or three years before then, um, let's see, did, when did I start the podcast? You know, I'm not 100% sure which came first. I think <laughs> that the book, it's not the cookie, it's, I think it's not the cookie it's the first. bag came uh, first. first. Um, yes. And for people, yes. and for people who, you know, and for people who, who, you know, wonder about things, when I wrote "It's not the cookie, it's the bag," that was basically to distract myself from from a book that I had started that wasn't working for me. Uh, I was was mm-hmm. wanting to do my memoir because you know they say everybody has at least one mm-hmm. of those books in them, and I started writing mm-hmm. and I got mm-hmm. to fifty thousand words. And realized, you know, Max, you've got a big old ball of tie- of knotted up string here. This isn't going to be fun to to straighten out. So why don't you write something else? So it was November, and I, there were a lot of a lot of people doing uh, weight loss and health books at the time. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. with the things I had to learn prior to having gastric surgery, while I was doing the surgery, and and since then. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't see why I could, why my book wouldn't help people just as much as some of these celebrities. And in fact, one of the most mm-hmm. common re- uh, comments or reviews I've gotten on that book is, it's great to finally get um, everyday usable advice from somebody who mm-hmm. isn't a celebrity. So um, mm-hmm. then I competed for the Amtrak Writer in Residence, which when I sent off my application, mm-hmm. I was looking at past winners. And uh, I thought, you know, Max, you're not qualified for this, but we're going to press the button anyway. And they picked me, and they asked me where I wanted to. They asked me where I wanted to go, so I said, "Hey, I want to go to New York City. I want to go for Christmas and New Year's." And they said, "Fine, we'll do that." So uh, I went, and I had a great two weeks in New York. I went uh, skating at Rockefeller Center. I took the, the subway, the the ferry. Um, I went to see a Broadway play. I had a good time in New York City, and that's the latest book, The Blind Bloggers, New York City Adventures, How You Can Make Your Dreams Come True, which is uh, part travel story and part self-help. So um, mm-hmm. before I went to New York, I had connected with our good friend, Frederick Bai, who had a podcast and wanted to know mm-hmm. if I wanted to do a podcast with him. So I said, sure, mm-hmm. as long as he'd handle the tech stuff. And uh, we did Uh that for a while, and then he had a conflict, and he said, Max, I think you're ready to do the show by yourself. So I started doing my show, which is (laughs) called What's Your Excuse? Yeah. He tells me on on Monday that he can't do it that week, and um, I I find out about Zoom, I install Zoom, I test it out with a friend, and on Tuesday I'm recording my first episode with Michael Schwartz on a platform I had never used 24 hours before, but it was the best option for, you know, getting it done right that second as opposed to putting it off till the week after or two weeks after. And that's, as you know, that's how I do things. I would rather do things pretty well today than to do them perfect or near perfect next week, next month, Mm -hmm. next year, someday, you know, that mythical day, someday (laughs) that never comes. 
I don't like that stuff. I get into that's usually when I get into trouble. I often get into trouble because mm-hmm. I don't like waiting to do things better. I, if if I feel like I can do it pretty mm-hmm. good now, and that I can share a lesson or teaching or or an experience now, I'd rather just go ahead and do it and you know let people let people go. Well, you know, Max, that wasn't your best ever, but we still learned something from it. And that's what usually happens. Uh, I started to. Giving last year, I was invited to speak at an event called DreamCon in Philadelphia, and I gave my first public talk there on the subject of just press sin, don't let fear keep you from your dreams. Mm-hmm. I had a great time, and they asked me to come back again this year for another event. And then uh, I started pitching other events. I spoke for the Foundation Fighting Blindness this year, and like I said, I was just at uh, WordCamp in New York City. And at the end of my talk, which was the next to the last one of the weekend, the organizer came over to me and said, Max, that was definitely the most entertaining and one of the most inspirational talks we had all weekend. And mm-hmm. so I was really proud of that. I'm looking forward to them finally getting the video sometime in December, they're now telling me. Um, but, you know, you talk about, you were talking about how, let me think, uh, I'm working on my next book, which is going to be about my first trip last year to go do speaking and book signings. Uh, I did my first book signing in Houston this this spring, first time in my own hometown. And uh, I'm really just waiting to see what my next adventure was going is going to be. I don't, uh, you know, I told you I'm, I came home and was sick, uh, which was funny because I was sick not too long after you were sick. But you know, you mentioned how with business sometimes, yeah. uh, you know, it's, you know how you mentioned with business it's a journey, and that sometimes we have good and bad, even mm-hmm. when we're doing pretty well at it. Well, I went to New York City and I mm-hmm. gave an amazing talk, but I I didn't take enough money with me when I went. Um, so on mm-hmm. Sun on Sunday, I'm broke, I'm sick, people can't understand me when I talk. So I reached <laughs> out to I reached out to communities on Facebook and I said, hey, I need some help here. And two of the people who I had made relationships with over the last couple of years, people I met online and got to know really well, mm-hmm. and one of them. One of them got in touch with me and sent me the the money for a motel room. The other one got in touch with me and sent me half the money for the train ride back home to Houston. Now, oh, you know, wow. I could be saying to myself, I could be saying to myself, you know, Max, you're a failure. You know, you are not somebody other people should yeah. be emulating. But I thought to myself, hey, how many other people would have those kinds of friends, those kind of contacts? You know, that when you're that you took a mm-hmm. chance, you scheduled you scheduled some events and the you know, the, the old selling from the stage didn't pay like you thought it should, and you end up mm-hmm. in a bind. Like mm-hmm. I say, usually, usually when I get in trouble, it's because I try to do things before I really should do them instead of other. Whereas most people, it's because they're waiting and waiting and waiting till they're ready. Me, uh, but I was really happy that Denise and Rob were able to uh, help me out and that it showed that we are not meant to do this stuff by ourselves. And that when we do invite other people into our lives, into our projects, that uh, they can be much more enjoyable and, and successful. And, uh, you know, both mm-hmm. of them, one of them has uh, featured me in her magazine. The other one is going to feature me in his magazine. Uh, mm-hmm. Denise has connected with me, connected me with other podcast hosts that I can appear on for myself or that I can recommend my clients to. So while it was a bad moment, you know, sitting in a coffee shop, uh, knowing I had two hours till I was going to be homeless in New York City was not fun. But I just kept messaging people and calling people and, and letting letting people know, hey, I do need your help. And, you know, sure enough, somebody showed up, which I have always said that when you refuse to ask people that you're robbing them of the joy of helping another person. And in this case, uh, I can really tell that they – they got a lot of satisfaction uh, out of out of helping me finish my trip, even though I wouldn't say I finished it strong. You know what, listening to you, Max, Max, a lot of things that you said, and, you know, just for the sake of the listeners, I kind of just want to touch a couple of things that kind of resonated with me. And, you know, you like, you know, like we, we both agree that the journey to success is not a very straight line. And that, you know, it's a, it's a process, right? And no, no, but here's the thing. It's, it's a, it, it needs, you know, for the listeners, they need to understand that everyone does have that rough patch. 
even if you're Bill Gates, right? I'm sure that Bill Gates, you know, what we might think is money that could last us forever could be something that is not enough for one project. I'm just saying. In other words, at every point, you know, we all have something that gives us a headache, right? And we're like, oh, you know, this is right. a, a rough part because, you know, whether you need, you know, maybe you need a loan in billions or in millions or all you need is just $100 or you know, ten dollars, whatever it is. You know, yeah, I, I needed. Much, you know, I needed about two hundred. Yeah, I needed about two hundred and fifty. What I'm. Uh, yeah, what I'm. Yeah, what, and, what and, I'm just saying is, you know, for the sake of the listeners, is what I'm just trying to say, Max. Sorry to cut you off. Is that, um, it doesn't make you, you know, whatever we struggle with, whether our struggle is a spiritual struggle, right, or is an emotional struggle. Maybe we're struggling one part of our lives. Maybe it's a financial struggle at that particular time, or we're struggling in our personal lives. Maybe somebody's struggling with their relationship or they're struggling with their career. What I'm just saying is that um, the most important thing is that you're able to somehow find a way, find solution to your problem, and you're able to accomplish your goals. And back to why I said you're courageous, right? Because some people would still be in that state and still feel like, God, I am the blind blogger, and I'm supposed to be an influencer, and I'm supposed to, you know, (laughs) and I can't ask, right? I'm afraid and ashamed to ask because I made so much noise about going to this trip, and here I can't even find, do you get where I'm coming from? Deflated frustrated, embarrassed, and all of those things that they shouldn't be, right? Because, again, you yeah. might call it being stupid or you not being smart enough, but I really just feel like it's you really having an understanding of life, right? you understanding that life is up and down, and it's rough sometimes, and it's smooth, and it's tough, and it's all of those things, and you enjoy it. I say this so much because if, if nobody knew, if someone was just talking to you, they would hardly ever know that you're visually impaired in any way. Like nobody could believe that you struggle with some kind of disability because you're vibrant. You're always positive. Even when you feel down, right. You always look at the beautiful side and the bright side of life. Like you really do see, <laughs> right. You see the world in a way yeah, that you don't see, yeah. which is. Yeah. It's all an experience. It's all meant to be enjoyed. Even, even those dark moments are meant to be experienced we're not meant to rush through any of this stuff and most of us do um you I, you know a while, um you were the first person to point this out um recently i posted a testimonial for a talk i gave and the guy said uh while max can't see with his eyes he opens the eyes of everyone around him and y'all know what alex mm-hmm. said the first when she first saw that people she said, Max, I hope you're not going to put this on some dusty testimonial page where nobody will ever see it. This is important. <laughs> Those are your words, girl. Yes, it should be on the home page. <laughs> right, because you know, it is now. You it is now. It's right really there on the home page. Help us to see. And <laughs> I saw that. And here's the thing. You know, I'm one of the people you also, you know, helped too. Like, I saw so basically so much more that I could do through your eyes. And I think I shared this even in one of my audios, right? And I talk about, I think yeah. it was in um, the Brack Factor, but the second or the third, I'm, you know, I'm not sure which one, I think ask. And I, and I mentioned how you made me see that I could, st- I could really, you know, you know, you have goals and you have dreams. And I'm like, wait, hey, Max can do this, right? And Max does yeah. it, right? And I yeah. can do it. You know, I can do it. And I think that that's the most beautiful thing is to walk into someone's presence. And when I say walking, this I don't mean like literally, but be in someone's presence, whether you're connecting online or in person, to be in someone's presence and be empowered, to feel like, you know yeah. what, if they can do it, I can do it. That I think is the best gift anybody can give anyone. Some people, you walk into their presence and you feel like, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. I, you know, you feel tired overwhelmed like you know but you really do yeah. make people feel like can do it and I think that that's the best I mean there's so much more that you do like you know um and you've done for me even with me building trying to build my you know my own global presence um outside of Nigeria and all of that and we'll talk about that because you do that for a lot of your clients yeah. but there's something yeah, you I'll mentioned work. you know while we were talking yeah. go ahead please go go ahead no 
You said you no, wanted I'll, to talk I'll, about. We'll, we'll get to we'll get to that later. I, uh, you said there was something I mentioned. Let's say, let's try to keep me on topic. No, you, you no, you said something. You know, and I want to say this because I don't want this to go by. Like I don't want to fly over our heads, right? You said something right. that you are the person who likes to just you know if you have some if you have an idea you think, you think you can do something right now or today that you can do it good enough, right? Instead of waiting until when it's perfect or when it's great. And I just wanted to say this, you know, for the sake of the listeners, that I truly personally believe that the person who did it flawed is still better than the person who hasn't done it perfect. In other words, I agree with you that, you know, well, I think a lot you. of, you know, people hold back. People are, people are always waiting for the perfect moment. Not just people. It happened to me for a long time, you know, before I decided to push myself to just go ahead and just do things. Um, I've had some shows that weren't perfect, right? Because the technology, the gods of technology just decided, you know what? <laughs> We're going to strike on you today. And the show could have been better, but I still, you know, I still kind of rode out the waves, and I'm like, no, we're going to do this show no matter what. Even if we're going to keep coming back and, you know, coming back in and dialing back in, we're going to do it. And some other people just give up easily, or some people wait for the perfect moment and the perfect time, you know, before they take action and before they follow up, follow up on their dreams. They want to make sure that, you know, they have the entire team. And here you are, Max, you're a blind, you have limited resources, but you operate like an entire, like you own this huge enterprise, and that's what I really, really admire about you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I had no idea that that was the impression that I that I give off. So, so thank you for continuing <laughs> for continuing to be my mirror. You know, you 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 wrote a great post a few days ago about if people come at you with a negative, they're going to get negative back. If they come back, and it, the point was it was about a mirror, about you reflecting who they are. And I've said something about how, yeah, a good mirror will also amplify who you are. So thanks for continuing to be a mirror and remind me that uh, just because I don't always see it as being that big of a deal, that what I'm doing is important. So thank you. It is important, Max. You know, it is important. And I say this, that you, you know, you really do inspire. I don't know if, we don't just say this, and I'm sure that, you know, we're, we're, there's a big, huge group of us, like, you know, fans of Maxwell Ivy Jr. We should have, like, a fan club or something. We should set up this fan club for Max, right? The Blind Bloggers, you know, fan club or something. But, you know, you really do remind us every day. You know, every I well, let me speak for myself, but you do remind me, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, where does it get the energy, you know? <laughs> sometimes to follow up, to post, to tag, to remind people to be. I'm like, this is what a real, you know, sometimes I just – show up and okay I'm done this and I'm out like I'm busy but you remember yeah. to you know bring people together and you know you know it's to engage them and and I find it and you have such a huge excuse and such a big reason not to do that not to work the way you work not to show up the way you show up right but you don't you know sometimes you could be around people like I said I don't ever you know it's hard to remember that you know he is the blind blogger Right, but I feel like I'm talking to someone who really can, you know, you really do see the world. It's so funny that, you know, I mean, you may not be able to, you know, see the graphics or the pictures or the image or any of those things that we who have, you know, but you really get it. You get it in a way that a lot of other people don't get it, which is one of the reasons why I think that you really give, you know, because again, there's so many people who have reasons for why they give up on their dreams, why they give up on this, they're tired, they're that. I mean, you have a reason every day to just go like, you know what, I can do this. And here you are, three books, <laughs> right, in the space of how many, just how many years. Some people are still taking, like, it's, they've been writing their first book for 10 years. Some have not even started. They've been wanting to write the book for 10 years, wanting to. Yeah. They've been wanting to do all the things, and you just get up and you just do it. And, you know, you went to New York, for example. You went, you know, and I really want to talk about the Amtrak experience. Um, you went on that trip alone without anyone to accompany you. I can't even imagine. Let me tell you what. I had a nightmare like two days ago and I was screaming like, you know, just because it was dark, right? And I can't really think <laughs> what it feels like. <laughs> oh, sorry. You know, they took the power. The, po the power went out. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I see something, you know? And I was like, scream, oh, I think I see something. But it was probably nothing. It was just probably me hallucinating. But there you are you know, bold again, courageous, going on this train ride by yourself, 
taking the time to rise and all of those things. Just tell us a little bit about the Amtrak experience. Right. Well, to me, the Amtrak experience, uh, I felt, I, I never felt really, uh, I never felt really scared or worried or any of that once it started. But you know how you, again, none of us are perfect. A few weeks before I left, because of you know we had just had a presidential election and the and the guy who won was not really well liked by a lot of people <laughs> in the New York City area, and there were protests and there were riots and there were uh, heavy, and they were bringing in troops and heavy equipment and I'm, and a few weeks before it was time for me to go, I'm like I don't know if I want to go or not and you know a couple of my friends online you know they came to my rescue and they said okay Max first off if you don't go you'll regret it. Uh, second, if you're going to go somewhere where there might be trouble, New York's probably the safest place in the world because they got all those cameras and all those cops. And uh, mm-hmm. they said, third, aren't you the aren't you the the no excuses guy? You know, you t- you've been talking about this for months. <laughs> if you didn't go now, so basically, a friend of mine basically called me chicken and dared me not to go. So I pretty much had to go. And as far as going by myself, I was well, I had to. The you know the attention of the Amtrak staff the whole way there, um, and while I was in New York City, it seemed like I was always running into just amazing people in you know random places. I uh, went from I like to say I went from from the ferry to the subway to the train I mean to the bus to my apartment and other places in the city basically just grabbing onto the next shoulder in front of me. You know they hey I'm going I'm going. To, uh, I'm going to the Time Warner building. Is anybody going that way? Want to, and so uh, while I was there, I had a cabbie give me, try to give me his umbrella until I pointed out that a blind guy with an umbrella was not a good combination. Um, <laughs> I, I had a guy across the table from me in a restaurant buy me breakfast. Um, two guys from England put me in a pedal cab and paid for my uh, my ride to, uh, to the Gershwin Theater because they couldn't figure out how to get me from uh, Rockefeller Center because they, they allow cabs to drop off there, but they don't allow cabs to pick up there. So you know, mm-hmm. uh, I had I had taxi drivers uh, charge me less or not charge me for fares. It was, um, mm-hmm. you know, I understand it was the holiday season, so maybe they're they're nicer then. But I had a great experience <laughs> in New York City. I was recently I was recently there again, and other than two cab drivers who wanted to call mm-hmm. the cops on me because they couldn't understand me when I told them I wasn't going to pay, I was trying to tell them I wasn't <laughs> going to pay until I got into. You know, I I don't believe I don't believe that a blind guy should stand on a curb and wait for somebody in mm-hmm. the building to to uh, to meet him. Mm-hmm. I feel like the cab driver should wait to get paid until I am safely inside mm-hmm. the building I'm going to. And twice because mm-hmm. my voice was so bad. The taxi drivers couldn't understand me, and they thought I was saying I wasn't going to pay them. So I almost got the cops called on me mm-hmm. twice this last time in New York. Um, but you know, people at the at the events, uh, people in the in the in the cafe in the hotel, it just seems like when you go around with a with a smile, with a friendly attitude, uh, when you ask nicely, and when you expect. When you mm-hmm. when you expect to meet good people, it seems like that happens more often than not. Um, and That's I've true. had great experiences in New York, in Philadelphia, and Buffalo, and Jonesville, South Carolina. So I I enjoy traveling. I enjoy taking the train. And the main reason that I went by myself wasn't because I was trying to make a statement or uh, trying to challenge mm-hmm. myself. It's just nobody else wanted to go with me. Nobody else wanted to go. They were, mm. they all either had jobs or classes or didn't want to be away from their family during the holidays. Mm. And um, as late, you know, my my brother tried to talk me out of going. He said, "Max, why don't you just sell the ticket? It's enough that you won." And mm-hmm. but, I, but I had a great time, and I you know I plan to travel by train again unless uh, people that I'm going to speak for will you know want me to travel by plane or. Uh, and that's one of the things I, that I did learn about my re- most recent trip to New York City. It ended badly, but it taught me that in the future, I'm a good enough speaker. I'm entertaining, inspiring, motivating. They should cover my expenses. Mm-hmm. They should pay for my transportation. Mm-hmm. You know, I shouldn't have to worry about that stuff. So mm-hmm. the, 
it was uh it was one of those moments where I realized, hey, I deserve more than this. I deserve more than having to put uh-huh. all this on me and my supporters. Uh, uh-huh. And events will be, I believe events will be calling that will want to pay me to show up and share my story. I should mention that as far I, as the Amtrak thing goes, I, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry. As far as the Amtrak thing goes, no, I no, did I almost just... talk myself out of a flying. Yeah, you know, you were saying something about, you know, you know, sometimes having these opportunities to be able to cover certain things. And I think that's also some of the things that we learn in the cost of our trade or career or business, right, is doing certain things and learning certain lessons, right? Sometimes you get to do something for someone as a service yep. and you do it for a while and you're happy to do it for free because you're investing your time, hoping to, you know, you get some goodwill. And then there's some that are going to be bad projects, right? Or you're going to learn a lesson. Uh, you're going to go like, okay, you know what? I spent all my time doing this for this person and they're not even, there's no gratitude. They're not even gracious, right? Or oh, I've learned a hot lesson. Yes. I'm realizing that, you know what? Uh, I need to up my fees or I need to expect this or these are my, you know, this is my requirement. If you want my service or you want, you know, I'm valuable. And if you need my expertise and my, and, and, and then this is what it is. And I think a lot of us had to experience that. And we go through that day in, day out, learning what's okay and what's not. And what is our requirement? You know, what do we, you know, what are we expecting? You know, where people are going to meet exactly. us somewhere halfway as, as, you know, as it comes to, and so, Sometimes, you know, you still have, you know, I think that the benefit of learning those things as well is because you kind of took, you know, you went ahead. And, and again, again, you had good reason to still cancel because nobody wanted to come with you. Everybody was busy. They had work. It was the holiday season. They wanted to spend time with their family. Your brother tried to talk you out of doing the Amtrak. And let's be honest, <laughs> if you didn't do it, you wouldn't have that experience today. Right. And you could have said, you know what? Nobody no. wants to come with Nobody's available right now. So I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to turn it down and I'm going to let it go. But you still found the courage to say, okay, nobody's coming. I, you know, I'm, I'm concerned. I have a bit of fear. And that's the great thing is that when people are courageous, it's not because they lack fear or because fear doesn't exist. You know, it's them to just find a way to, you know, they kind of find a, a way to overcome that fear, right, and still take action irrespective. It's great because it helps you to analyze, you know, your options or your choices or your actions and, and you, you know, you get a, big, a bit, bit of an understanding of what you're about to do and you still decide to go ahead and do it. And I think that's what differentiates the person who's courageous and the person, you know, who lacks courage in a sense. So um, yeah. let's, um, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about, you know, um, what you say, I know that we probably talked about this, but what you would say is the one big reason that people find it difficult to follow through on their goals or accomplish their dreams. What would you say, you know, is from your own opinion? I think one of them, I think there's more than one, but I think one of them is overwhelm. I think people, they mm-hmm. decide they're going to do something and they start making a list of everything that they will need to do or learn to do or uh, the resources that we'll have to have. And they, they, they start to see this big mountain that they're never going to, be able to climb metaphorically and they talk themselves out of going ahead with it. Um, I remember when I started my first website, I filed for the domain name. That was all I did. I had no idea how I was going to create the mm-hmm. website or where, where the clients were going to mm-hmm. come from or how much they would pay me. I didn't know none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to figure it all out one bit at a time, but it's the first thing I filed for the domain name. Then I figured out how to do the website. Then I figured out how to do mm-hmm. a blog. Then it was social media, email us, mm-hmm. everything. It was mm-hmm. the next step along the way. But if I had made a list of all that stuff and said, okay, Max, you got to do all of this and you got to do it in the next 90 days or the next year mm-hmm. or you're a failure, I would have scared myself to death. You know, I would talk myself out of it. And I think that, uh, you know, another thing people do is they put unreasonable pressures on themselves for accomplishing the goal and for and for uh, reaching whatever they determine is as success. I know in my first year, mm-hmm. all I wanted to do was sell one ride. Just let me sell something to prove this isn't a total BS dream, <laughs> you know. 
with my first book, The Blind Blogger, you know, leading you out of the darkness into the light, I was like, let's just sell one copy. Which wouldn't have even paid for my editing. Well, let's just sell one copy and, you know, get one review and have somebody somebody actually use some of the stuff in the book. And, of course, many more people than Mm -hmm. just one. But that was my... Is that was my mm-hmm. goal for success. Let's just have one. So, uh, like I say, it's overwhelm. It's unreasonable expectations of success. It's uh, mm-hmm. defining your success by other people's terms. It's trying to do this all mm-hmm. by yourself. It's uh, not. Mm-hmm. It's not not having a gratitude. It's uh, not celebrating successes. There's a lot of things, but I mm-hmm. would say overwhelm is probably the biggest one. Max, I love that you're sharing everything that you shared, you know, you just making it, and that's so true, you know, we, you know, create this huge expectation, you have this huge list, and I like how you talk about, you know, you just wanting to sell one book, book and, you know, sell one kind of a ride, and it's so funny, because just last week, I was talking about, you know, I was talking to someone, one of my mentors, mentors and I was telling her, telling her, sorry, him, how I for myself, the goal, I, I actually said, you know, I use the power of one, right? While people want yeah. to influence a million people, you know, some people are going to kind of go like, my goal and my mission is to change one million lives. Or my goal and my mission is to impact one million people. Actually, Alex's goal is to impact one person, right? No, like, I know that if I change the life of one person, that one person could be the one person who's reading my book right now or listening to my conversation with Maxwell Ivy right now, or, you know, who, yeah. you know, who I get to talk with, you know, during coaching call or whatever it is. Now, here's the thing. If I change that one person's life, that one person could impact 10 people, right? And those 10 people could go into the world and impact another 100. And the 100 can go into the world and impact, you know, 1,000. And 1,000 could go into the world and, you know, spread themselves and change, you know. And at the end of the day, there will be a million lives that have been impacted because Alex changed one person's life. So for me, I really share with you in the goal of you just wanting that one person because, the moment you hit that goal, then you are inspired to do even more. You realize, oh, my God, I did it. You know, one book. I sold, Somebody actually bought my one book. Now I can try maybe two more, right? And, you know, so I saw yeah. that, right. Okay, so maybe there's something, there's something here, right? And you start to go yeah. because you're making baby steps, baby steps, and you're accomplishing your task. But when you give yourself, like you said, unrealistic expectations and you want to do you know, every you know, you want to do it at that level, everything right now. That's you lying to yourself, and that's you gonna be feeling depressed when you don't hit it. So um, that's what you now, Max. I know we don't. Have you noticed something, Max? I haven't gone to commercial break. I haven't gone to musical break. You and I have been talking right now for <laughs> as long as, and that's what no, happens every time we get on air. Yeah. Yeah, well, we gotta pay them bills, so go ahead and do your commercial and play us some music, and then we'll get we'll keep, we'll keep talking a little bit. And we have all, and here's the thing: we have only seven minutes left. Like, can you believe that we're almost one hour been talking for an hour? No, I can't believe that. <laughs> you know, it makes absolutely no sense. It makes absolutely no sense, right? I can't believe that you and I have been talking for an hour, all, really, and we haven't gone to, and we have just about six minutes left. So I'm just going to take a quick, quick break, and we'll be back just to wrap it up. And so just hold all on, right. don't go anywhere. We'll be back. All right. You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. You're listening to The Naked Talk. It's so uncensored. She keeps it real. She keeps it straight. She tells it like it is no matter who's afraid to bear. <laughs> You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. Welcome 
welcome back. Um, if you're just tuning in and just joining us, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okurji. And just before I went to that quick commercial break, uh, I've been talking to my very special guest. He is um, an award-winning writer, speaker, motivational speaker, author, and entrepreneur, um, also known, popularly known as the Blind Blogger. And Maxwell Ivy has been here basically sharing with me his journey. And we've been talking about really, you know, what's your excuse? And I know that this is so crazy that we have to wrap the show in the next five minutes. Uh, but I have to bring Max back, that's for sure. Max, we're going to have to do this again, maybe a roundtable conversation, because I can't believe you and I have been talking for an hour, really. Um, but there's always so much to, you know, to catch up on between you and I, and this is amazing. But just before we wrap the show, um, what would you, what would you say? I mean, what would be, I know that you said a lot and you talked, you know, you basically talked about a number of the things that hold people back from accomplishing their goals. And, but what motivates you? Like what drives you? What is that thing that gets you up? You know, what is it? Because again, no excuses or what's your excuse? Um, came from somewhere, you know, I know it's, you know, what's your excuse is the name of your podcast and you have merchandise. I know that you have merchandise and all of those things. So what is it that you, what was it that you thought of, you know, when you came up with the no excuses and, and what's your excuse? Well, um, unfortunately I can't claim the what's your excuse or no excuses. It's something people have said to me over the years since I started being an on- online business owner. They've all said, if mice can do it, then what's my excuse? And I keep running away from that, but I can't get mm-hmm. away from it, so I've decided to embrace it. So it's become me. Um, but and it, I, mm-hmm. I think it goes back to my carnival days when we basically didn't have any excuses. If you didn't open on Thursday, you might get lynched. You know, you uh, people didn't didn't care what <laughs> happened to us. They 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 could care less about our lives as long as they could buy their funnel cake and ride to Ferris wheel on Thursday night. And that's you know you get into that lifestyle and you get a you. And the other thing is, is I've got you know great people in my in my past, in my upbringing, my dad, my grandmother uh, on, my, mm-hmm. on the Wagner side, my my grandfather on the Ivy. People who I just I don't want to. Well, I know none of them are around anymore, but I just mm-hmm. I, I do things based on you know it, would they, would they be ashamed or embarrassed if they saw what I'm doing or if mm-hmm. they saw what I was not doing or what I was afraid to do. And I just want to mention one thing because I know we don't have much time. Um, don't be afraid to contact somebody or pitch somebody because you think they're too big for you. I had no idea that Alex mm-hmm. would would accept my help in getting her on radio shows so she could share her message. And I just recently pitched mm-hmm. a seven-figure coach with my services. And if I hadn't known she was looking for something like what I do, I would have thought, she's killing it. She doesn't need my help. And I think a lot of people, when mm-hmm. it comes to making those asks and approaching other business owners or mentors, they think they're too big, they're too famous, they're too they're too well known. Mm-hmm. They they don't need my help, mm-hmm. so why talk to them? And I, that's one of the things that I recently had to relearn. So I wanted to make sure I got that in. Yeah, and and, and I'm so thankful that you share that because I know how much of you know you've been such a great help to me that. Even sometimes it's now so difficult to even follow up and be, you know, on some of those shows, but you really helped me to kind of build that global presence. And like you said, it's okay to ask, right? Don't just assume that somebody doesn't need your service or don't assume that somebody doesn't need your help or don't assume that you can't reach out and ask someone, you know what, I would love for you to to mentor me or I would need your service. I may not be able to pay all that, but I really, really want to work with you because I think that, you know, that same fear, you know, we come up with all of these excuses in our head, why we can't do that. And so I'm so thankful that you share that. Now for the sake of the listeners and those who want to connect with you, because I know they will want to connect with you. What is, you know, how can they find you? Where can they find you? Yeah. If they will just go to the blindblogger.net theblindblogger.net that's the best place to find me it has links to my social media and to my most recent posts which uh, the next post on the website will be the links and the the show embed to this interview so be another place they can find both of us (laughs) well that's great and they can just click on your name right here on the show notes it will take them straight to your website so if you're listening just click on his name Maxwell Ivy Junior right here on the show notes and it will take you right to the blindbloggers.net and you can connect with Maxwell, check out his books, you know, 
connect with him, you want some kind, you you know, you want a bit of, um, you want some publicity, or you want, want some, um, you want to build your presence, your online presence, or you want to let how to tell your story. Max is definitely someone who knows. I mean, he's done hundreds and hundreds of shows, Max. And Max, thank you so much for just taking the time out to to join uh, me here. And I, I know we have to do this again. I'm totally I can't grateful. believe we've been talking for so long. You said what? Totally grateful. I said I'm totally grateful for the opportunity. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. And we're going to do this again. And thank goodness the gods of technology kind of listen to us. <laughs> so, Talkbugs, if you, you know, I'm going to bring Maxwell back, that's for sure, on a roundtable, because I know we, we get to enjoy to do this, you know, um, roundtable conversations. But till we come back same time, I love you for sure. listening. Bye. Talk with Al.